0: Good morning, Instagram. I am pretty sweaty actually. I've just been out exercising my gangs, if you're local, Tankerton Slopes on Saturday morning. So I think I'm just a bit sweaty and uh, muddy. But I have come in today with a really special and quite different guest for the West Beach Fitness um, podcast or lives. And I'm going to be talking to Aoife, who is a dentist. And I don't think we really think enough about, um, ah, she's already here, amazing. And she's already requested to join. So let's just bring Aoife on, because she'll be my, mu- uh, and this is the first time as ever with my Instagram lives that we've ever actually seen one another's faces. So hopefully, oh Aoife, hi. Hello. How are hey, you good. this morning?
1: Yeah, well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm well, I'm just explaining that I'm sweaty and I'm a bit muddy. And I've just done a live class on time and Slopes. So um, yeah. But then I was like, of course we should jump onto this quite spontaneous live, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Just a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'll explain kind of who hooked us up because lots of people who are listening will know Gemma Dawson, who is um, kind of our like link. She's the person who um, I had a live with the other day, who's an incredible cranial osteo. And um, she was like, you've got to chat with Aoife. Eva's like this incredibly like holistic dentist and I suppose yeah I mean maybe if you can just say hi and maybe sort of talk about a bit of, about what pulled you into dentistry in the first place
1: what pulled me into dentistry hello um I'm Eva. I'm from the west of Ireland and now living in Broadstairs um what pulled me into dentistry I to be honest, the reason I thought I would do dentistry was because I wanted to do something in healthcare that wasn't going to kill anyone. I wanted to stay away from anything that was going to be, you know, really terribly detrimental. Um, And of course, now I'm very much linked into health and, you know, wellness and understanding the importance of what's going on here um, and the rest of the body. So I'm, now kind of thinking, gosh, maybe I should have done medicine because I find it really fascinating. But, um, yeah, um, slowly, you know, learning all those pieces or relearning all those pieces that we learned, that physiology and anatomy that we learned in first year and second year and just trying to link it all back in with, you know, what I'm seeing on a day-to-day basis in people's mouths and, yeah, just trying to, you know, make small changes where possible. Um, I don't know if I'm going to change the world, but... um, that you know, we can all have goals and missions. <laughs> I think wants, uh, so.
0: Yeah. I suppose it was really. We did have a chat on the phone the other day, and what was really lovely was sort of how you sort of described what happened, and you were kind of like doing the kind of things that people think dentists do, like the filling and the drilling. And were you just kind of feeling like that wasn't enough, that it wasn't kind of going deep enough into the root of the cause? Like, because obviously you've gone on a bit of a, a tangent now with looking much more holistically at health and. Yeah, what was the driver was it patients that you were coming into contact with and you were like was it just did it feel too reactive and not proactive enough i don't know what was the drive to kind of make you
1: i i think to be honest the drive was probably you know like uh, bef- before covid um we were i was i was so busy you know to be honest just you know trying to put fires out in in mouths and do my very best and you know giving you know in, the education that we get told to give you know. Make sure you're brushing, make sure you're flossing, you know, don't eat between meals Um, and not really thinking too much more about it. And then we had three months where we weren't working during COVID and I was like, right, I'm going to put this to good use and um, decided to read some books that I had kind of heard that might be good. Um, And um, that led me back then to my kind of medical textbooks. And yeah, so that was kind of it. And then um I'm not really explaining much here. Um, no, 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 yeah. No. um but yeah, so essentially I started to look at the root causes of, of problems. Yeah. So the root cause of, of cavities, for example, um, the root cause of periodontal disease, um, the root cause of orthodontic concerns. Um and those are our and, and and dental wear and those would be the main issues that we deal with the yeah. other thing that we see in the mouths is oral cancer um and then we you know if we kind of think into what else we can see you know I don't know if you remember when you were a kid when you would go to the doctor they'd say stick your tongue out do you remember that
0: Yeah, yeah yeah
1: they don't do that anymore
0: no no no
1: No. So um, there's lots of things that we can see on the tongue that are very diagnostic.
0: It would be interesting for you to maybe let's take like each of those things. So because actually I did start telling people that I was going to chat to you and a lot of people are really fascinated about the tongue. And I suppose at the moment, like often we just kind of like go to the dentist as a bit of a tick box exercise. And we're not really thinking that it's a window into your health. Like literally, we're going to kind of like explore that idea, but like literally you're kind of, you're getting a really good kind of like health report card into how you're looking after your body generally. So yeah, when you're looking into someone's mouth, like what can you see and what might it indicate?
1: Mm, so, I mean, we can see a lot. Like, so the the tip of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Just um. So that, if that's um kind of red, um, it's sign of inflammation and that is something that we would direct you straight to your GP for some bloods for yeah. um, recently I had a patient who I noticed her tongue was very red and I said oh this isn't so good um, can you go and see your doctor because I'd really like you to have some bloods and then about 3-4 weeks later she came in with some flowers and some chocolates and a card for me and the card read You noticed that my tongue was red and told me to have some bloods. The bloods went on to find that I had um, very high clotting factors, which went on to lead them to do uh, some scans on her chest. She had two um, pulmonary embolisms, one in each um, lung. So she was like just walking around waiting to have a massive stroke or heart attack. And um, they caught it. And she's now feeling better. And... It's not a clap for me, you know, it's not a oh, I'm great. But, you know, I think if I hadn't maybe taken a step back and yeah. stopped you know, you know, j- just started to look at things a little bit more wholly, I would have missed that. I would, you know, it's not um you know, you have to do things slowly and look at things slowly. So there's actually a movement from a Portuguese dentist called Slow Dentistry and um you know they take an hour with each of their patients he, he recommends take an hour with your patients i take like 45 minutes okay. um but um you know, to look at everything because if you start spotting these things you know that can save a life you know um and that's you know that's where um you know that's what we're making really impact um so what else in the tongue if you've got a fissured tongue it's a sign of like or cracked tongue it can be a sign of inflammation um so you know the tongue and the the mouth in general the the inside of the mouth it's another part of our gut tract um so the whole the whole gi system um so um, if you're getting lots of ulcers you know okay. you may have some ulcers further down
0: yeah um
1: that sort of thing um okay. hi, Gemma.
0: pause <laughs> on that like i've never i mean my other job is a speech and language therapist so i know we've got like that crossover as well but actually thinking about like the gastrointestinal tract like the mouth just being another element of that like and I think we kind of really are really good at segmenting things aren't we like oh that's like gastro and that's like pharyngeal and that's like you know this belongs to this and we kind of compartmentalize people whereas Mm -hmm. that is a system we're working as a whole like yeah like that idea that it's like, obviously, it's like the breakdown of food is starting in the mouth. You're releasing enzymes to really? start breaking down food. Like, yeah. yes, sorry, I just had to stop you there because in case it, you know, obviously, it probably should have occurred to me before. But that idea, of, I've never really heard anyone say that before. But that idea of how, like, gut health is huge at the moment. I'm going live again with a gut health um, nutritionist. But that idea of your gut health and how, again, I suppose, by gazing into the mouth, you might have an idea about the quality of your Gut biome and how, like, well, you're, you know, breaking down things. But sorry, that's why I just had to stop you because I was like, oh, yes, that's brilliant.
1: Um, but also, so like, you and I should co-own that area really yeah. because it's the teeth, and you know, it's interesting. So there's uh, there's some new studies out quite recently about um, how um tooth loss, so the number of teeth, if you lose, I don't know, is it if you lose four more teeth? No, must be eight or more teeth that your risk for cardiovascular degree, uh, disease is is like doubled. Um, so, and that's to do with gum disease, but I would expect it's also to do with how you can chew, because we all know how well our gut health, gut health it's, it's everything. Um, so you've got to be able to chew the food to masticate it, so that then you can take over and you can swallow correctly, and really have a marriage between the swallow specialist and the chewing specialist so that we can make sure that whatever is getting down here is actually ready to get, um, to get uh, digested um, because, you know, we didn't really get born with bad guts. We damage our guts over time, right? So it's, you know, let's make sure we're actually chewing the food and, you know, um, taking the enjoyment from it. And if you enjoy our food, we're probably going to be, you know, psychologically better well off and all these sorts of things. But um and there's also links with chewing and um and the amount of teeth and um alzheimer's which is really really fascinating um and i would expect again that swallow and having a a perfect and correct swallow is is key in it it's it's really really interesting but yeah we need to um,
0: connect
1: with our species more really yeah.
0: um, because I've got my double hat on if anyone's listening they're like what's Katie chatting about so I'm also a speech therapist that works with people with swallowing problems but again it's that whole sequencing because it's like if one little element of your swallows out how it's going to massively impact not only on I suppose the physiology of like your swallowing but also like how you're going to get the nutrients from that food like if you haven't really broken it down and you're like if you even go like all the way through your gastro track into your stools if you've got like undigested food you know it starts in the mouth though doesn't it like like basically Absolutely. this is like the entrance to um this is like the entrance to your gut like this is how you're probably ingesting bacteria and things like it's the how your body is able to respond and how you are able to kind of like tackle that bacteria in the mouth etc is gonna have a massive impact on your lung health, your gut health like literally it's yeah it's a it's a it's a doorway.
1: Yeah, it's it's so fascinating. So yeah. So that's um and then if we got ulcers again, that can be a sign that there's something happening. I mean, there's so many different things. Um, you know, hormonal hormonal things will pop up in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, women will get um you know, the progesterone might cause more ulcers and then it's a case of hmm, what's that doing again in the gut. And it's not like an area that we have perfect, you know evidence-based science behind yet but i think connecting and considering and putting hypotheses out there around you know around all of that is is really important and it's certainly on the radar now and that's really really fun so hopefully that will continue to be the case and yeah hopefully we can start to make some some big impacts because you know how often do you see your doctor and how often do you see your dentist you know um and if we can
0: dentist now. I'm already like, as soon as we had a chat, I was like, I want this kind of like, I think, you know, again, it's like a tick box exercise. But actually, if this is a window into your health, I want a dentist who is fascinated, who is thinking about my mouth care and my dental care like more holistically who is like, you know, cause actually if I think about it, like this is just on a sort of quite a low level, but I have a, like a grumbling wisdom tooth. but I know that it only grumbles when I haven't looked after myself. So mm. if I am tired, if I've been stressed, if like I used to drink more and I would always link it, like the grumbling would always happen. Like the inflammation would be highest when I hadn't been looking after myself. But I don't think people necessarily link their like what's happening in their mouths or with their gums or when their gums are bleeding. Like with what like is that like little red flag? Do you need to up your self love? Like if your gums are bleeding, if you're always in a constant and chronic state of inflammation, like don't just go and get Corsidol. <laughs> like, you know, yeah you need to kind of take a step back are you living this extremely like stressful lifestyle are you burning out if you've got inflammation in your gums like have a moment and think okay my gums are bleeding every time I floss them what's happening in the rest of my body like it's like yeah maybe speak about that a bit more Eva, because actually even as we're just discussing it it's giving me the brain space to start going okay like I've got an inflamed gum like it's highly likely I've got then inflammatory processes elsewhere
1: yeah for sure um and can I add to that if you have a hole in your tooth if the hardest substance in the body has decayed what's happening the rest of the body Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um like so the the tooth is, is the hardest substance and you know they can and I have I have fillings so I'm no saint um but you know, if if sugar has caused that to happen here, you know, what's the state of the pancreas? What's the state of the liver? You know, and just like considering what that sugar is probably doing elsewhere, which I think oh. is... Really, really interesting. <laughs> We're
0: having um, like, this is, and actually, I think yeah. a really good point too. Because lots of the women I work with, particularly, so I work sort of online with women, kind of trying to transform their nutrition, their training, how they're treating themselves better. But often these women are mothers, and I think they'll often have this discussion with me about, you know, I'm trying to transform their diet and nutrition. And often people will say, Oh, I've got this barrier though, because um, my children are eating this way. And I my response to that is always like, uh, Okay, but you know, actually and I'm 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 sure you're gonna have like knowledge about like grams of sugar, et cetera, but like probably children don't need to be adding any additional sugars into their diets. And like the way obviously I'm trying to get women to eat, so like to look at those more complex carbohydrates, slower releases, like pairing it with proteins and a bit of fat, trying to obviously stop that kind of big massive sugar spike, stop sugar being in your bloodstream all the time. Because again, we know that's gonna be causing inflammatory processes. So maybe thinking a bit more like if you were to, when you're giving advice and you're working with mothers, cause I know lots of mothers will be listening to this, I often, because I'll say, oh, you know, I don't want to link um, eating certain foods with sort of being bad or unhealthy. I don't know. So when we're talking to our kids, because often I will say things like, actually, we need to look after your teeth. So I try not to link it to maybe, oh, you know, you're going to eat that and that's going to, you know, increase your body fat stores or lead you to living in a bigger body. But it's not actually, you know, it's about everything, isn't it? But if you're just talking about sugar and dental decay, like what what advice is it? What what is the level of sugar, and what what would you ideally say to mums who are feeding their children? And you know, we want to look after our kids' dental health.
1: Um, so, I mean, really, a paleo diet is probably the best way to go. Um, mm. But is that real? Is that realistic? You know, is that going to mean that you're going to be the pain in the ass parent at the at the birthday party? You know, that's that's the ideal way. You know. Um, any refined carbohydrates are, they're not good for us. They're not good for us. They are very convenient. um, And I eat them, you know, it's like, Oh,
0: hands up. Like I eat them. um,
1: But it's, you know, you've got to call a spade a spade. It's it's not, it's not good, you know? So trying to, um, you know, if, 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 and I'm not a parent, um, but if you're trying to plan, your own diet around, you know, having, you know, good fats with your carbs and having more complex carbs, then, hi Katrina, Um, then- Hi Katrina. You should also also have, you know, we encourage that same for for your children, you know, Um, why can a healthy snack not be like a delicious um, apple with some peanut butter and that sort of thing? That's good, you know? Um, and then trying to keep that it's essentially trying to you know and i I think it's really interesting that we haven't really made this link but trying to keep our blood sugars as stable as possible if our blood sugars are stable as possible our oral sugars are going to be as stable as possible our inflammatory markers are going to be as stable as possible um and i think that's kind of the way to, to approach it i mean i think they like if you look into studies from um um i was going to say paleontologists, not paleontologists, um, but you know an- an- ancestral studies um what word i'm looking for can't think anyways anthropologists anthropologists so they would say that um, you know that the uh, you know pre industrial humans had larger mouths with healthier teeth they didn't have loads of dental decay and the decay started when the sugar when sugar became refined yeah. um and, um, now it's very, very common for, oh. um, now it's very, very common for, um, modern men to have, gosh,
0: I'm going
1: to close the door and let him get. gosh, I'd say there's probably a delivery man outside or something, so yeah,
0: um. But I was just going to say there is a halo effect that lots of women will bring to me. Oh, my barrier is, though, that I want to still share family meals. And I'm like, there has to be a moment where you reflect. If you feel like the advice I'm giving you about trying to eat more whole grains, like more protein, more vegetables, like keeping vegetables and fruit in their whole forms, trying not to, like, blitz them every five seconds, you know, the majority of the time trying to eat the whole fruit, the whole veg like if that isn't kind of, if that can't run alongside whatever your kids are eating, then you probably need to like, then there I'm, you know, I'm not saying that my children don't like have like white pasta and white bread, but we've got to have like that movement to the middle space where we're trying to improve everybody's health. Because sometimes people are like, oh, the kids need all this sugar. Like they're running around, but obviously there are, you know, there are majority sources to get your sugars from obviously vegetables, and fruit. and uh, again if you were looking at something like I, I don't know the answer to this but say like white rice versus whole grain rice obviously from a blood sugar point of view there would be a difference like mm-hmm. dentally as well so is it just the same so if you're thinking about sort of I would say yeah yeah, yeah like
1: most likely yes I mean I don't know if they studies studied on it but like, um crazy. yeah so it, it's whatever is going to be so the 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 cavity forming is essentially um cavity forming bacteria that are within the oral microbiome um that feed off sugars put an acid out and kind of decay through the teeth um and you can and if it's picked up early enough it can be possibly arrested um but yeah i mean the diet is is everything when it comes to cavities um Yeah. And, you know, and then you've got your restorations that are there and those will fail. Every filling that we put in, no matter, you know, no matter who's put it in will fail eventually Mm -hmm. Um, or or the patient will die before that happens. But, you know, these aren't a long term thing and those will always eventually get failure, probably through decay or through just the restoration breaking out. But, um, yeah, trying to limit... um, Carbs in general is is good, but you know, I suppose the snacking in between. So, most dentists will say to you, it's not how much sugar you have, it's how many times you're consuming it. Okay. Um, so drinks are the biggest kind of uh, the, the biggest kind of issue. So, I'm going to let him back in now because I yeah, do.
0: do. Um, I mean, i really if you have a sugary drink, your desire to kind of seek out. sugary things happens so even if you're having something that doesn't act like it's got no um like it's artificially sweetened it will still kind of increase your appetite for not only more sugary things but also just your appetite generally so for like if you are giving your children like squash even if it's like no added sugar would it be the same from a dental point of view that it's still better to I mean obviously water is better like what what do dentists think about all these you know Johnson's no added sugar juices I'm guessing it's not great
1: there's still still, still sugar in them it's just no added sugar right so yeah, I mean, it, and it, it's definitely going to decrease the pH of the mouth. So you got that acid um, attack as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, so it's not, not. Not a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Water or
0: okay.
1: black coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have had coffee.
1: For- <laughs> it's, that, it's that hour of the morning. Um, but yeah
0: to you Eva, because you're really like realistic and normal like obviously like you've just said you've got some cavities i actually i don't have any yet <laughs> i'll probably go see you and she'll be like yeah.
1: i don't i don't have cavities i've got fillings so they've been filled So nothing active, enough, i hope
0: but, yeah really important oh. so i don't want anyone to be shamed into being like oh you know at the moment i give my kids like diluted juice or squash it's just like a little thing for you to be thinking about like actually like could you start diluting it more and more and more until like, it's not there anymore? Or like, could it just be a minority thing that they have a sugary drink, but the majority of, cause we're all creatures of habit and we just get used to what we're doing. So I, I know lots of people who do just like they can only drink squash, but it's like, that's because that's what you've always just done. It doesn't mean that you couldn't make a concerted effort to change that habit. And if you've got a why and you've got like a value around trying to improve your health and you do find that you're a bit of a sugar fiend. I mean, firstly, I did a whole podcast on um, basically how to kind of start to tackle some of your sugar cravings. But the more sort of you put in. You get that dopamine hit and then you want to seek out more so you just get that desire for more and more so if you're drinking sugary drinks you're seeking for sugary things increases so it's all very cyclical and if you're not having you're not balancing your blood sugars your body always wants to be in that homeostasis. So you're always then looking for that next hit because you haven't got those stable blood sugars. Whereas if, like you said, you had the apple, which has got some amazing natural sugars in it. Obviously you've got the fiber, you're eating the whole fruit with the skin. And then you have it with some peanut butter. So you've got a bit of fat, you've got a bit of protein. It's going to help protect your blood sugar. And it's nice to link that. Like if you think about stabilizing blood sugar and that stabilizes the sugar in the mouth too. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's quite nice tip wise. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, have you read the obesity code?
0: No, but I would like to.
1: No, I mean, that it's really interesting. That kind of kind of explains everything. And I was like, this needs to be... Created into a dental book because it's it's the same thing it's same thing our sugar intake is way too high and mine is like too and i'm working on that quite a lot um right now but um yeah it's you know you can go to you can go to a corner shop and literally the only healthy thing you can find in the bloody shop is a bottle of water that's covered in plastic like what you know how how is that how we've developed as humans to that extent yeah, yeah. you know everything comes with a package in a barcode um
0: <laughs> that you can scan into my fitness pal
1: <laughs> so yeah um but yeah so it's yeah i don't know um it's hard it, it's very hard and i'd say it's even harder if you're trying to do it for others like yeah. what they do um but, yeah, so I, but yes but i do think um those diluted things are probably not ideal, yeah, and some people won't get cavities from them, but it will definitely increase your insulin. Yes, of course.
0: Yeah, and
1: um, if, you know, you and know, and I, and the way I would look at cavities now, I'm like, okay, well we we know how to replace teeth now because we're so clever as humans. Yeah, but we have not worked out how to replace the pancreas. Yeah, or there
0: any <laughs> studies and you, you know you may or may not know is there any link between type 2 diabetes
1: and cavities um there probably are i haven't read any recently so i'm not gonna <laughs> try to quote my misquote, i'm not gonna try to misquote um uh, any um evidence but yeah i would assume there probably is there's loads of in, uh, interesting studies on type 2 and periodontal disease which is gum disease uh-huh. um so and that's because it's an inflammatory condition um And um and gum disease is also linked with Alzheimer's, heart conditions, um preeclampsia. Um, uh, those would be the biggest ones. But yeah, it's yeah, it, it's not good.
0: No, no. And maybe and, and, and I
1: think it's all sugar, personally. Yeah. Like yeah. in
0: yeah. So I think and it's
1: people yeah. won't get cavities as well. Some people will eat the sugar and they won't get cavities. Yeah. And but they might get two type two diabetes. And others and i think that's the genetic uh factor so uh, i have been working with um a genetic testing company so you can actually test your genes to your likelihood of having issues within the mouth itself so that's really interesting so, cavities and uh disease um so that's cool, cool.
0: i suppose um, so if you have to be like super cautious well they part of me fills with the sort of genetic testing for anything maybe it's always just better to take the, you know, take the approach that you just need to do it anyway. (laughs) As in like, as in, I know, there's a lot of genetic testing, for different things. And sometimes sort of, I don't know, say, you know, you've got a predisposition to it, obviously, hopefully, that would be enough information to to make you shift your lifestyle, but maybe just shift it anyway for all the other things. Um, but no, it's super fascinating. Maybe moving on Aoife, let's chat a little bit more about, actually, could we just talk a little tiny bit more about kind of like bleeding gums or gums in general? So when you look in a mouth and we've kind of talked a little bit about kind of tongue and if you're, you're noticing sort of changes to your tongue, obviously report it to your dentist, GP, like lumps, bumps, et cetera. And I know dentists always do like an oral cancer check now, don't they? Which is yeah. um. And then talking about kind of gums, what? So really, if your gums are bleeding, like, is that is that kind of a combination of inflammation and just disease? I don't know. I don't know much about gum disease.
1: So it's it's an inflammatory disease. I would say it's probably the greatest marker of the sign of inflammation in our mouths. We shouldn't be getting bleeding. Um, we need to brush properly. We need to floss. Um, is really not negotiable flossing is really not negotiable excuse me um but yeah so I would say to anybody who's like oh I I can't floss or am I able like well let's have a look and see what's going on to try to make sure that you can actually floss make sure there's no no broken fillings or broken teeth in the way that's stopping the floss but then the other thing you want to do is have floss everywhere have floss in your bedroom have floss in your in your study have floss in your bathroom have floss in your handbag have floss in your car just have it everywhere so then if you need it it's there you've no excuse you have the floss looking at you going plus you know because if you don't it you're probably not going to do it you know um it's it's trying to create a habit around flossing yeah.
0: I um, do mind, like habit stacking like there's nobody who well I hope, I'm imagining everyone who's listening brushes their teeth twice a day so I just made it that I always flossed after brushing my teeth I'm actually thinking now is that the wrong way around
1: yeah, you can do that, that's
0: okay. Yeah, can. So, again, but I think it, so I feel like there's now more resistance to me not flossing after I brush my teeth because mm-hmm. it stacked. And habit stacking for any lifestyle change, find a habit you've already got in place that you never miss. So if it's brushing your teeth, hopefully, like just make it that then you always floss. It's non-negotiable. And actually there's, I, I think you've read it as well, but the, the Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm-hmm. So again, like just even or negotiating with yourself, I'm just going to floss one tooth. Like I brush my teeth, I floss one tooth. But because by the time you've picked it up, you're gonna floss them all. But you just say in your head, I'm gonna floss one. It's sort of similar to exercise. Like I'm gonna put my gym clothes on, I'm gonna do five minutes. The likelihood is you'll do more, but it's, it's just maybe you need to grow these habits. So like, if it isn't a habit of yours, just having it like, okay, and then I always pick up my floss and I get it ready and I'll do like my top row or whatever. And then you'll be like, I'm doing it now and you'll continue. But again, that idea of like habit stacking.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, flossing is non-negotiable, but a lot of people don't brush properly either. So, you know, like, do see a hygienist. They're amazing. Um, are amazing. They're really good, a really good relationship with your hygienist and and yeah. definitely if you're not seeing your dentist every six months, you should definitely be at least seeing your hygienist. And if you're pregnant, add your hygienist in. Do every three months. Um, because, um, inflammation in the gums is a lot higher in pregnancy and, and tooth loss can be a lot higher in pregnancy um uh, so well it's all the d- hormones causing inflammation basically um and a lot of it's good inflammation but then a lot of it isn't as well i don't know and uh, I do- you know i'd need to i'd need to re- read that book in the physio that section in the physiology book to quote things to you but
0: basically hormones um, it makes hormones
1: sense. Have, a big, have a big impact and then there's a hormone i'm going to call it relaxing which is what allows everything to 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 get bigger um so relaxing can affect the gums so if we have some inflammation in the gums it can cause things to basically relax if you will so those ligaments are not so strong they they yeah. loosen and that can cause a quite a damaging effect so um yeah, so nursing uh, and, and nursing mom's the same. Um so having really good oral hygiene around um around childbirth is, is really, really essential. Um but yes, yeah, so every six months or if you've been told every three months, just do it, like make it try to make it a priority. I know it's expensive. Um but replacing teeth is is damn expensive. Um, you know, so I just think if yeah, it, 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 I know it's, it's it's not ideal and it's not easy for everybody. Yeah. Um. But if it's a possible, then try to make it happen. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and then you know have your oral hygiene assess. Go in with the cleanest possible teeth you can go in with, and then the hygienist will go. Do you realise you're missing this area and this area?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's kind of.
0: Okay, that's really good advice. I was just thinking even maybe like if you moved on to like respiratory health a little bit more and then breathing, and they will probably let you go around your Saturday. But I suppose that link as well, like my speech therapist head, I know how important mouth care is and the link between kind of chest infections or respiratory health and mouth. But I just thought it'd be really interesting to hear you chat about like the importance of why your mouth is so important to be clean and in kind of like i suppose like a normal healthy population it's still just so important and that link between your lungs and your mouth
1: yeah well i mean it's it's really it's your area and uh, you know you guys should have or hygiene advice you know to to a really good extent you know so the so it's the swallow where we're swallowing um whatever we're swallowing um all that bacteria we want it to be nice and balanced, and if it's not balanced, our risk of chest infection will be increased. But that's more so to do with the unhealthy population, those in ITU, and yeah. we, you know, we, we briefly discussed the studies around how um, there was, a, I think it was in like, probably somewhere in Europe, of course it would be in Europe, some lovely Scandinavian country, um, got some dental hygienists into the ITUs and they had like 40% less deaths yeah. um, because, <laughs> the, because the patients' mouths were clean. Yeah. But for healthy people, um it's around whether so that oral microbiome so that the balance of the bacteria in the mouth um is far more balanced when our mouths are closed when we're breathing through our nose um so we're not supposed to breathe through our mouths at all um even when we're exercising really we should be trying to keep our mouths closed but that's really hard um but when we're sleeping and for the rest of the day we should have our mouths closed um because we're supposed to breathe through here. So, yeah, essentially, if we're mouth-breathing, we're in- increased risk of um, of uh, respiratory disease, asthma. A lot of kids with asthma might be mouth-breathing um, or might be over-breathing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know if we should really touch on that, but Buteyko breathing is really interesting. Um, oh, go on,
0: Aoife, go on. If it's interesting, um,
1: let's <laughs> So, um, yeah, so a lot of... Um, Using the Buteco method can really improve um, asthma.
0: Tell me um,
1: Tell you about Buteco breathing. It's all about light, slow breathing. So uh, your tolerance to carbon dioxide. Do you know? Do you remember the Bohr effect?
0: You tell me more about it. It must have been a long time ago. I can't quite hear you're Calling the technique of breathing.
1: Buteco. B-U-T-E-Y-K-O.
0: Okay. Buteco.
1: Kind of the opposite to Wim Hof, which is super like popular right now. Yeah. So Wim Hof, the idea of Wim Hof is to get yourself so stressed by your breathing that nothing else stresses you out, and you're like, "Great, Vegas nervous, Vegas nervous, super happy." Um, but the opposite to that is normal how you're breathing throughout the day to try to increase your tolerance to carbon dioxide. Um, so we should be quite tolerant to carbon dioxide, but we often overbreathe, and when we overbreathe. This I'm trying to make it as simple as possible okay. and I'm really bad at doing that, so I'll give it a go. So when we over breathe, um, the exchange of gas at the cellular level is not as good. So we need there to be um we want to drop the oxygen off last thing. So we need there to be carbon dioxide in the blood so that yeah. they can do a little exchange. Yeah, so yeah, that
0: yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it, it that- makes like okay. whole- the um, difference, the easier it is to cross across the membranes. Whereas if you if you're over breathing, they're too yeah. equal and you don't get that differential to get one to move across. Yeah, that makes like it.
1: osmosis or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's essentially it. So the, then those, you know, so people with cold hands and feet, for example, I often ask my patients if they get cold hands and feet because that is a sign of poor oxygen uh, delivery to the extremities. Mm-hmm. Am I talking too sciencey here?
0: I love the fact, like if your dentist asks you, you know, I can't ever think a dentist ever asks me if I get cold hands and feet. So that type of breathing is very sort of slow. So rather than that hyperventilation, so
1: that, so that type of so the so the people who are getting the cold hands and feet are showing signs that they don't have good um, carbon dioxide tolerance. Okay. Are you yeah. with me?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So, okay. um so we need good carbon dioxide tolerance so we need to slow down our breathing so that when we so that we're not going (sighs) Mm -hmm. i've got enough oxygen i'm just getting it through all the time we want to be able to slow it down enough so that we can go "Mm, i've got a bit of air hunger here i can feel that build up of carbon dioxide happening and then i will breathe
0: oh it's really interesting if
1: we get enough carbon dioxide running through our um blood system then that exchange of gas will happen a lot smoother.
0: Okay, there is breath holds, isn't there? Like with Wim Hof, obviously you do that hyperventilation and then you do like extension of breath holds. You get that air hunger. Is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. We, we, the, the air hunger is, is is really really important. So yeah. yeah.
0: Um, okay. So I mean, and you are not trained dentists.
1: Don't get me wrong, dentists no. are not trained in breathing. But we can, but it's our area. This this mouth and is our area. So we want to essentially be looking to see and make sure that people are nasal breathing. And if they're not nasal breathing, then wondering why. And so if if a kid gets a blocked nose when they're very small, they will grow a longer face. Like me, look at me and my long face. So um, so mouth breathing will cause kind of a reset, a, a, a kind of a longer. Mm -hmm. if you will, you can see my lovely scalp there now. Um, So a longer mandible here and kind of a short, this won't develop as well. So um, it's, I mean, we're moving into orthodontics now, but yeah. Um, So one of the causes for um, malocclusion or crooked teeth or incorrectly set jaws would be mouth breathing or poor position of the tongue. So the tongue should be up um and the mouth, the lips should be closed and we should be breathing through our nose. But if um if we can't breathe through our nose because our nose is blocked, the tongue goes low, yeah. and we're breathing so because the tongue has to allow the air to get through the the mouth. Um and that low tongue will mean that the top teeth teeth will start to collapse in. Uh, that combined with a poor swallow, because uh, uh and with excess excess buccinator and uh, activity will cause everything to get narrower so we'll have these narrow kind of arches um be a very un-american smile if you will um right. americans have lovely big wide mouths um and i'm kind of a classic example of it you can see how my teeth are really narrow but we're going to get that fixed in. i'm going to get some braces um so that will we'll sort
0: that. out. For I think I need to like I'll come show you my teeth but um I think it's so fascinating because what when we had that chat the other day you know you were sort of saying how like bone forms around your function so like it's you know, and I thought that you know that really stuck with me. I was like, that's fascinating. So it's you know, just like you said, like the way your face is forming is obviously dependent on, you know, how your physiology is having to work. So if you are mouth breathing, as you're growing, like your muscles, your bones, everything's kind of forming to perform that function of you being a mouth breather to enable you to mouth breathe. You blew my mind the other day. I've got to say me and had a really good <laughs> long chat and I, I hope you guys are all finding it fascinating. And I think maybe we could delve into other like topics like breathing much deeper on like another, um, another live. Cause I know we pretty much chatted about that for about an hour. Um, but it is really fascinating. So kind of top tips, if we were to kind of summarize, if, if everyone's listening or feeling like super overwhelmed and like, oh, my goodness like i've got bleeding gums uh, i've got a crowded mouth i think i'm a mouth breather i'm giving my kids too much sugar um you know i think oh, my crack
1: <laughs> um, well so i'm i'm i've been the patient for all of these things so um, no judgment um top tip would be like make sure you're it's simple it's simple stuff do the simple stuff well and Ah, uh, the rest will come, but make sure you're brushing well enough for two minutes, floss daily, and see a hygienist and get you know get you get a really good ask them say tell me what do I need to do better because if you can work on that so that's your oral hygiene, and then like yeah considering the sugars considering you know not um, not having lots of bits of sugar between meals things that are going to spike your your blood insulin. I think it would be really, really fascinating. And perhaps somebody is already doing a study, but to have a continuous glucose monitor and then to have like something in the mouth at the same time and then review and see kind of what effect it has. um, It would be really fascinating, but yeah. So Mm -hmm. um, just trying to monitor the things that you're teaching absolutely are going to make a massive impact on people's mouths um try to keep the sugars as low as possible um sleeping prioritize sleep sleep is essential for um our immune system and um keeping inflammation down mm-hmm. so um good sleep hygiene i don't know if you want me to go into that
0: Ethan, um i tried because i read the book breathe by james Nestor. have you ever yeah. tried lip taping for sleep
1: oh, yeah i have um several different um tapes for yeah I, I need
0: to get back doing so, that because again yeah. like, like I get hay fever so like during this season I'm really bunged up and you know, I know so that it's
1: also good, good nasal hygiene mm-hmm. um so you can do some breathing exercises to open your nose and then you can clean out your nose before bed and stuff as well um if you are kind of more prone to to that and uh, you know it's good for kids definitely oh my daughter
0: um, with her hay fever she can't breathe at all she's basically wanting to go to sleep with two pieces of tissue stuck up her nose oh. it's really bad okay
1: so, um, there there would be things you could consider for that like definitely like cleaning out the nose you can get like a little nasal on on um on amazon um a little, what sorry it's called a neti pot, and it's basically like a little nose cleaner. Um, so you try that, um, and then um, some nasal, some breathing exercises before she goes to bed to open her nose up. I, was say, um,
0: I work with um, an amazing uh, yoga instructor, and she does this amazing we call it the espresso breath, but it really cleans out your nose. So it's that really forceful, <laughs> and actually. Nice part of it is you know not very sociable but it's incredible for clean- actually you just saying that I'm like I suppose I'd never really considered that but that kind of ejection that kind of forceful breath out through the nose yeah um and then I
1: mean if if you think it's an issue seeing an and you know they 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 do know the nose really really well I have some good guys in Kent if you want me to link you up um but um what else um yeah, I mean, mouth taping—it's contentious around children, so okay. you know, you make your own decision. There are <laughs> um, Patrick, Patrick McEwan has some really nice um, myo tape; it's called. Um, so you could look that up. Um, I have some in the practice. I can give you some. Oh, uh, he very he very kindly sent me lots, um, so that's cool. Um,
0: I'm so aware of the time. What I want to do, because I want to keep this around 45 minutes, but already I'm like. I think we need like a different vibe because everyone's going to love this. I can just tell already. Yeah, everyone's going to want to come and see you because everyone needs a dentist who just wants to go that layer deeper, like people who are listening are interested. Like I've seen like the little um, people who have joined me listening, like interested in like optimizing their health, their kids' health. So yeah, everyone needs, you know, a dentist who's thinking more holistically and seeing like that this is just this portal basically and a really amazing way to sort of know how the rest of your body's health probably is doing. Um, But I think we need like a separate one on breath and sleep. And I think that could be- Yeah,
1: and and tongues, let's do it, tongue tie.
0: And tongues, okay, oh, tongue tie, oh, yes, yes, yes. I um, think
1: perhaps not.
0: we should, we'll say again.
1: Uh, I said, or perhaps not, uh, tongue tie is quite a contentious issue, but yeah. Um,
0: I think it's really good, because I think it's information, isn't it? And I think for lots of people, it's just really good to be kind of like, you know, thinking about how do you breathe at night? How are your kids breathing at night, you know? at the moment like if you've got really young kids it might be by taking them to see a dentist who's got an interest in this that maybe you can look at trying to turn them into nasal breathers so maybe yeah yeah. save thousands and thousands of pounds on you know yeah
1: for for sure for sure yeah there's um and like I because I was like oh my gosh so I've now gone and studied orthodontics because I was like I need to be able to provide the whole gambit rather than little pieces so
0: yeah um, yeah actually I don't think we've mentioned aesthetics once like obviously that can come into it and everyone wants to have like you know a lovely smile but actually like that what is non-negotiable is a healthy mouth and if you're thinking oh I'm someone who doesn't have an optimally healthy mouth it probably it's just like a red flag you need to look after yourself better you need to prioritize your health you need to start loving yourself because I listened to an amazing podcast uh, I listened to lots of podcasts um and he was basically saying you either embrace doing the hard things now so the things you can control so you can do your flossing you can do your teeth brushing you can do your exercise and you can think about your nutrition and no, none of those things are easy, they're hard, but they're hard work that you can control or hard things are going to come later that are out of your control. And I thought that was really, that really struck me. I was like, oh, so, you know, you can't avoid hard for all of your life, but you yeah. want to control the hard things and you own them. And you're like, yeah, it's not like what I want to be doing, flossing my teeth. It's a bit annoying, but I'm going to control it. I'm going to do it. And then maybe you'll be pushing off some of that hard stuff that might come if you don't do it. And I thought, I just like that. And I think that's maybe quite, yeah, quite a good place to end. Yeah, really I'm good. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> As is the rest of the well, They're all going to be listening. Or, you know, if you live in Broadstairs, I know some of you too. Like, Aoife, what surgery are you at?
1: At uh, the same uh, the St. Peter's practice, so it's uh, in St. Peter's. There's only one, I think, in St. Peter's. So.
0: And Broadstairs is a lovely place to visit, anyway. And you just you take private patients. If anyone wanted to, either message you on Insta. What's the best place to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, I mean, either call the practice, or you can send me a DM and tell me what your concerns are, and we can try to work it out. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Nice, though, have you for the whole of Whitstable to come and see you?
1: We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Um, okay. Yeah. We're, yeah, we, we are. We, our books are currently open, so um, as
0: well as grown-ups.
1: Oh, I love see, treating children. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is, if we can catch them early enough, we can avoid so much of these complex issues. Okay. Um, I yeah, the I, I see. Sometimes I see babies, like little ones, very little ones, um, because if we can look at this area and the tongue and how you know getting them kind of breastfeeding well to begin with or whatever. Uh, and I'm not an IBCLC, but I do work with some, um, then we can, you know, get that palette moving, get everything moving in the right place. Um, or if not, then, you know, it, it, you know, some people choose not to breastfeed or some people can't or whatever, then making sure that we're supplying those families with the support that they might need so that they yeah. can... Um, you said that that child isn't affected by
0: that
1: movement. so yeah, yeah it's it's interesting
0: know, and like you tie in with other professionals so you've got an amazing speech therapist you work with again a pediatric speech therapist so again if you're listening to this and you're you know you're worried about any of these things like Aoife is tied in with so many phenomenal professionals. Gemma Dawson, the osteo, the cranial osteo. Because, again, everything interplays. And it's knowing, you know, your remit and knowing when to refer out. But actually, you guys... Yeah, are
1: yeah. e, e and T, T.
0: Yeah. Body
1: therapy, yeah. you know, um, acupuncture. Really, really interesting. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's just trying to make <laughs> sure that we coward. think about all of... It. Yeah, I know, sorry. Um, awesome. it, that we, we do think do. about it. Yeah, yeah we'll do
0: I bumped into Mel, the acupuncturist, who's phenomenal at the 124 clinic. And I was like, you must have known Mel, because I literally saw her that same day that we were just like singing your praises. But I think that's the thing. If you want a dentist who's basically gonna really know about like everything, and if she doesn't know enough about it, knows someone who is excellent in their field who does. And to have that holistic view, because again, everything's connected. And I think that's what's so exciting about the medical world. Like we're not in these little boxes anymore. We're starting to recognise what's what's connected and what Relationships we have with different disciplines, but you know how we need to kind of just be much more multidisciplinary in our approach to optimizing patients because everything is connected. Going to leave it there, Efa. Cool. <laughs> which I, I pretended to Efa would be twenty minutes. I was like, well, John, yeah, okay. thank you for your time. Like it is invaluable. I reckon you know. I think there'll be a lot of people having a lot of food for thought. But we'll come back. We should make a note of it. So breathing, sleeping
1: and the position of the tongue
0: yeah perfect yeah. right in position of the tongue yeah, you, can, right. you can
1: you can go further into that and the swallow
0: uh, i don't know if anyone wants my speech therapy stuff here but you know if you do
1: <laughs> so
0: get, yeah why not all right lovely Mwah, thank you so much okay. for your time. have Bye. a lovely day enjoy the sunshine Bye. Bye.